Samuel chapter 7. So the book is called the book of Samuel, Shmuel, and as I've pointed out, it's one book. Even though we have one Samuel and two Samuel, it's one book, and it has a total of 55 chapters. It is remarkable in the book called Samuel, 55 chapters, the description of Shmuel as a leader of the people is less than one chapter, one short chapter, chapter 7, and not even the entire chapter. It is also interesting that uh, it is certainly current among many academics, scholars. Uh, there's a book by Robert Polzin about the Deuteronomist. Sefer Dvarim, of course, is the book of Deuteronomy. And many of the academics felt, and some still feel, that the Nevi'im Rishonim, as we call them, fundamentally bear the stamp of Sefer Devarim. Others have disputed this very vigorously. Personally, I don't think that one can label the Book of Shmuel in any sense as a Deuteronomic book. Having said that, there are places in the Book of, of Shmuel which bear the mark of, certainly recall for us, Sefer Dvarim. And one of them is in chapter 7. Now we have to recall that after the destruction of Shiloh, which took place earlier in the book, there's a vacuum. Because the priests of Shiloh were not just serving in God's temple, they were also the leaders of the people. Eli was the leader of the people. Eli, Shiloh, are gone, and now there's a vacuum. Who will replace Shiloh as the leadership of the people. We know in the beginning of the book that Hannah in her prayer called for king, and we know that kingship is the subject of the book, but before we get to kingship, there's an interim leader, and the interim leader in chapter 7, in our chapter, is Shmuel himself. The book of Shmuel says that after the ark has been sequestered for 20 years, the people yearn for God. As we mentioned last time, the ark from this perspective is an obstacle. As long as there's a physical, tangible symbol of God's presence, people may be misled into thinking that God is in fact present. That was certainly not the case. But the ark is gone, the people yearn for God, and Shmuel speaks up. So in the third verse of chapter 7, Vayom Shmuel el Kobet Yisrael, Lemar, in Bechol Vavchem Atem Shavim al Hashem, so Samuel said to the people, If in fact you mean to return to God with all your heart, you must remove the alien gods, the Ashtarot, from your midst, direct your heart to, to God, and serve God alone. God will deliver you from the hands of the Philistines. The Israelites removed the Barim and Ashtarot. They served God alone. Here we have two words that are very important. And they are two, I would call them Devarim words. What Shmuel insists upon the people is, first of all, to serve God, Bechol The expression, Bechol to serve God with all your heart, is an expression that appears in the book of Deuteronomy as a central expression. 
Bechol Levavcha Uvechal Nafshecha. The book of Devarim, more than any of the other books of the Torah, emphasizes internal states. Serving God with all your heart, however we understand heart, whether it means emotions, whether it means mind, but it's some kind of inner state. It's not just the ritual. It's about connecting to God in a way that reflects your deepest self. And that's what Shmuel demands of the people over here. One might say in the words of And secondly, apart from the word lev, there's another word over here which is levad, alone. Serve God alone. Remove every other God from your midst. Ashtarot is mentioned, and when the people obey Samuel's command, Baalim and Ashtarot. Every other something that could reflect an end in itself. Baalim, Ashtarot, and as I mentioned before, even God's Ark should be removed to serve God, Levad. It reminds us of the verse in the book of Dvarim, Know today, consider in your heart, God is the God in the heavens and the earth below. There is no other. There we have both thoughts. There is no other. So we're talking about over here a religious reformation which connects to the book of Devarim, not surprisingly. The book of Devarim is Moses' book, as it were, and Shmuel is a Moshe figure. In addition to Shmuel returning the people to God, the fifth verse says that Shmuel gathered all of the people. Shmuel said, Gather unto mitzpah, and I will pray for you to God. And here we have another dimension of Samuel. Samuel's religious outlook, religious world, and that is prayer. It's actually not that surprising, given the fact that his mother, Hannah, is one of the great masters of prayer. The book of Shmuel begins with Hannah's prayer. That is to say, Hannah's imagination. Hannah sees a different kind of world. And Hannah aspires to a different kind of world. We don't have to be in the world in which we find ourselves now, the world of Shiloh, but Hannah can imagine being in a different place. She has the the gift of imagination. She, of course, is not vested in the world that she lives in, being a woman, a childless woman, no less, and that allows one, not being on the inside of something, allows one to have a different perspective. Her son Shmuel also is a master of prayer, as, of course, is Moshe, One of Moshe's great gifts is the gift of prayer. Moshe is the defense attorney of the Jewish people, apart from being a great teacher. And here too, Shmuel is one who prays for the people. It reminds us of the verse in Psalms that is recited in the Kabbalat Shabbat service. Moshe v'yaron b'koanav u'shmuel b'korei shemo. Korim ha'ashem v'hu ya'anem. The verse in Psalms Moses and Aaron among God's ministers. Ushmuel Bekorei Shemo and Samuel among those who call out to God. 
call out to God's name, cry out to God, and God responds. So Shmuel is a Moshe figure also in terms of prayer. And in verse number six, Vayikov tu hamitzpato vayishavu mayim vayishpuchu efnei Hashem vayotzumu bayomahu vayomru sham chatanu Hashem vayishpot Shmuel at bnei Yisrael b'mitzpah. So the people gathered together. They assembled at mitzpah. They drew water and poured it out before God. They fasted. They confessed they had sinned against God. So the service that Shmuel sets up over here, the pouring of the water, the fasting, and the confession, it's about genuine religion. It's less about rituals. There is a ritual here. But fundamentally, it's once again about the internal state, and most importantly, about confession. There is ritual as well, but the emphasis is not on the ritual. And in the next verses, once again, we encounter something similar, because the book continues in verse 7, Vayishmu plishtim ki kabtsu b'nei Yisrael ha-mitzpata, Vayusanei plishtim al Yisrael, Vayishmu b'nei Yisrael, Vayiru b'nei plishtim. So, the Philistines hear that Israel is gathering under their new leader, and the Israelites hear this, and they're, <coughs> they're frightened. Vayimru b'nei Yisrael al-Shmuel, Please, they say, don't be silent. Do not refrain from crying out to God to save us from the hands of the Philistines. Save us through your prayer. Thereupon, Samuel took a suckling lamb one suckling lamb, sacrificed it as a whole burnt offering to God. Shmuel cried out to the Lord on behalf of Israel, and God responded to him. So here we have, we do have a ritual, but it's, the emphasis is on the simplicity, one suckling lamb, the idea of one, the idea of innocence. And this is a preamble to prayer. And it's a sacrifice that's brought wholly to God. Holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, fully to God. It relates to what Shmuel said before, if do what Hashem levado. For you, there's nobody else. If you turn fully to God, God will respond. So this is the picture of Shmuel. Shmuel is the initial replacement for Shiloh. One must add over here that already in the book of Samuel, we understand that this will not be the ultimate replacement for Shiloh. Chana's prayer called for a king and the institution of kingship and God's anointed one. Chana's son, son that Chana prayed for, is one who has an, a Nazaritic aspect. Morolo Yale al Rosho. The Nazir is the leader of the moment. The Nazir is not dynastic. So, like Moshe, our great teacher, who sets up the future. But at the end of the day, Moshe is not an institution. Moshe is the visionary. Moses is the teacher. Moses prays for us. Moses connects to God through prayer. But when we enter the land, we need an institution. And Moshe is not an institution. So in this respect as well, Shmuel is very much 
a Moshe figure. 